With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Hoop. Last one of the regular of the season, 2022, 20, 2021, 2022 NBA season. Last one. Warriors close it out. Get the fourth championship of their era, 103 90. Steph, 34 7 7. Closed them out. Dennis Draymond game, uh, 12 12 and 8. Mm-hmm. Wiggins, man, that second half defense on Tatum was special. We got a lot to get to, man. It, Survived the off uh, off clay nice. Didn't get game six clay. He got him up though. He got twenty shots up, man. A lot to talk about, man. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to make it happen. Just about the game, man. I I just me personally, I thought it was over when they took that early haymaker from Boston and left the first quarter with the lead. I just I I didn't have any faith that Boston would do anything because Boston came out ready to play, swinging. And it was a 17-point turnaround after the first quarter. And that, from that point on, I was like, this is bad. Man, you know, I was expecting this to be a seven-game series. But I always told you, I, I thought Golden State was going to win game six. But what I thought was that the Celtics were able to, to go into game five and, you know, not lose two in a row until the end of the season. And, you know, dramatic fashion to lose the chip. But uh, Golden State, I mean, they they – Kudos to them. I mean, we talked about them not really playing nobody or whatnot, but this, you know, Austin team that swept KD, beat the best player in the world, arguably, uh, beat the best coach of the generation, and they got rid of them in six. Uh, you couldn't beat the best team of this generation, huh? They run for for uh, the Celtics. They would have went through all of that. That would have been a great run. But uh, too much, a little too much there. I mean, Steph... Draymond, Clay, tried and true. Um, no matter who's around them, it, it, it gets the job done. And it all starts with top 10 player all time, Stephen Curry. I mean, it's not. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Not debatable anymore. I mean, at some point, we're going to get into, you know, who he might move off. That's going to be a fun conversation. Let's keep it on the Warriors for a minute. Um, the game actually wasn't that interesting. You know, watching them, like the Celtics just we'll, we'll get into them deeper later in the show, but the turnovers, dude, they just the, the Warriors are already a, a better team. But when you keep shooting yourself in the foot and you're playing a bad team, you just you just kill any chance you have of, of being competitive, man. The Warriors are I mean, I heard you mention all playoffs, championship pedigree. They have a bunch of that and the Celtics just kept shooting themselves in the foot, man. Um but in the macro Let's discuss these Warriors, man. Where does this dynasty rank for you in, 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 in all time, man? You got the 80s Lakers, 80s Celtics. You got the 90s Bulls, 3 Pete Lakers, uh, the Spurs. Where, where, where does that put them? Where does this championship put them? 
I mean, they had a real dynasty. I think the traditional mode of a dynasty was three and three chips in four years because you had to repeat. Um, so they had that going on with the, when they had KD. And then, uh, you know, they took some down years off injury. They came back and won. I think um, this is up there. And in terms of who, this is definitely up there with, uh, you know, I would say I'll put this uh, over. I'll put this over the Spurs run possibly. Um, I mean, I know the Spurs won five in like multiple decades, but I think, you know, then the Warriors three-peating, um, you know what I mean? And uh, just them being able to do it with, you know, various casts in terms of like, uh, you know, they had KD, they didn't have KD, they had like a whole different bunch of role players this time, younger guys this time that they went with compared to the vets that they went with the first time in 2015. I just think, a lot, I think there's a level of uh, cohesion in uh, – versatility, I think that's – I give them a slight edge more than the Spurs I don't think the Spurs had, you know, outside, outside of the Duncan, you know, outside of the Duncan, early Duncan days, you know, those last – you know, that last Spurs chip really high of a team effort. But I think Curry being the guy that he is for all of the uh, Warriors runs, I think kind of puts this run a little bit above them. But I have – this neck and neck. Um, Kobe and Shaq, which is three-peat, so you can't have them above that. Uh, Jordan, obviously, two three-peats. Uh, Magic five five chips, you know you can't you know in the short amount of time he did five chips like, nine appearances in the eighties. Well, they got one in the nineties, one in ninety one. Yeah, yeah, so five, five chips, chips, eight appearances. Like you know, you can't have it about that. But I think the I think the Warriors and Spurs are like right there. Um, you can give it to the Spurs because again they won one more and they had success across three different you know decades essentially in the nineties, thousands, and the tens. So, but uh, I, I think I have the Warriors right there. Man, I I would agree. I would agree. But that the fact is that in a free agency era, yep. where there's so much so much overturn of a roster year to year, for them to have to sustain level of success, it's really a kudos to those three guys. You know, obviously Steph is just the straw that stirs the drink. You know, being the guy, but it's just a tremendous, tremendous. You know, kudos a. You talked all season about a front office that's willing to spend and, and commit to the team, you know, all in, the all-in approach. Um, you got players, obviously health is a part of it. Steph has stayed healthy since his early ankle injuries for the most part, except that one year where they were really bad mm-hmm. about, that, about that pick. And then, uh, yeah, man, we got to give Kerr some credit too, man. He takes a lot of flack. A lot of us, yeah, I, I've, I've been a defender of him mostly. You know, five championships as a player. He's been a, uh, a key role player for the most. Uh, four as a coach now. The man just understands winning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think you just – where do you place place Kerr as a coach now? You know what I mean? What, what, how do you – how do you you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of weird, right? Because to me it's like when I look at coaching – you know, I think Kerr is, Kerr is definitely greater than Ty Lue and he's greater than Coach Spo. But I think co- I think those guys are better coaches than Coach Kerr and then Kerr. If you if you understand what I'm saying, you know what I mean. I yep. think he has a great yeah. accomplishment. I think his philosophy is very is is one of the best we've ever seen. But I think when it comes to coach, I think Ty Lue, I think Spo are better. But I definitely think Kerr is a very coaches the hell is his ass off. Uh, I definitely put him right there with them. And I think, you know, it's because, cause, you know, for like me, all time, for example, right? Like, I think Larry Brown's a better coach 
than Phil Jackson and uh, Popovich, but those two are obviously greater. So I think that's what it is with Kerr right now. I think like and I think I kind of this is how I look at it. So I think maybe like Lou and Spo are maybe like better on the fly guys, but as far as like establishing a culture and, and a foundation or something, that's kind of where I lean Kerr. Like that is to get your, and I think it's a perfect match with 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 Steph because getting your star to buy into a system like that where a lot of nights you're going to be a decoy and run marathons around the court and we're going to use you to elevate a whole bunch of other guys that may not show up stat sheet every night. Like I think that takes a lot of coaxing for the majority of stars. So I think obviously Steph is very Duncan-like in his, you know, being a star where it's like whatever, we just want to win. So I think that's helped it along. I think in that aspect, Kirk deserves a lot of credit. Like, you know, we read about all the teeth pulling it was to get, you know, Michael and then Kobe to buy into the triangle because of the, you know, how it works. But getting them, getting Kurt to step to buy into that system that elevates everybody, I think that was uh, as a kudos to Kurt, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I mean, like I said, one of the best philosophies in the league right now, four chips, three different types of cast. It, you know, KD you know, gave a lot of his critiques and to, for what it's worth, they were, they were valid. You know, he had to use Curry, Curry more on the ball, but he never went away from his principles. And, and uh, as a result, you know, you saw guys like Wiggins prosper, you know, people were mad. We talked all this about Draymond's lack of offense, but I mean, Curry empowers him and it's four chips in, man. I mean, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, it's hard to do what Draymond does. It's one of those things where it's not pretty, but the guy can pass. He can run offense. You know what I mean? He, he Like I said, he's not a scrub offensively. It's more of a mental thing when it comes to scoring. He can give you 10 points. And defensively, I mean, arguably the arguably the greatest we've ever seen. I, top five all-time defensively, I think that's validated. Yeah, I, 100%. You know, he had three jump shots today, and he took a bunch. Like, he was stepping in like he was going for the kill today. He, he yep. was he was there to win the eye. This is a vintage Draymond game to me. This was this this was him in his, in his purest form. Uh, he had two threes, again, eight assists, and true Draymond form, turned the ball over a lot, five turnovers. But the net was a massive plus. And I think that, you know, that that's who Draymond is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So let's look ahead to this Warriors, you know, going ahead to next season with these Warriors. So everybody coming back. The year after is the issue because Wiggins is expiring. Poole will be, his extension will kick in if he gets one. Uh, Draymond 
is up for another extension. That's when it gets dicey. What do you mm-hmm. think? What do you think about the Warriors next year? They come in as the favorite, or do you think they were just this was an opportunity seized this season? Yeah, they come in with the favorite. I mean, they're going to bring back all their guys. The young guys are going to get one year better. Um, you know, they're going to probably retain the vets that were useful. They lose GP two in the off season, but uh, you know, but they, I think yeah, I think they can bring back Otto. I think they can again work their system to find jams. They have their I think they have their pick this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, 24, uh, 32, or last from the first round, then 51 and 55. And you know how and you know how they do when they draft. So, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be fine. They're going to be reloaded. Um, they're the favorite uh, in terms of, you know, based off every all things considered. I've always said my personal favorite on paper, I, and I get it, as it seems to be like this for everybody every year, those Los Angeles Clippers, that's a great team that they built. But, uh, you know, will Kawhi be healthy? Is yeah, Kawhi's like Bigfoot at this at this point? You know, is he gonna play Man, during look. the season? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that same thing can be said with Anthony Davis too, huh? Like, is he gonna play? Is he gonna be healthy when it matters? Uh, what are the Lakers gonna do? So, I think with those question marks for those teams, you know, what I'm saying obviously Phoenix is gonna lose Aiden. Um, uh, I think the Bucks might have peaked in terms of what the what this current roster can give them. Um, you don't know what's going to happen with Brooklyn at all. I mean, they got swept in the round one. Um, Tech, Boston needs a point guard, but they're kind of strapped uh, cap-wise and, and with the ability to move certain guys. Uh, they can move certain pieces, but it, it would cost them. They'd have to give something up. That's part of their core identity. So there's a lot of question marks for other teams, but Golden State, they're just a well-oiled machine right now. Only question mark is the big man, and you can either A, get a vet big that can play off Lenny, or B, who knows what Wiseman turns into. I mean, everybody should just pray Wiseman is really a bust because if he's actually good, <laughs> it, it really might be over. Well, I think the thing is he got a chance to – he's going to be completely careful, clear for summer league. But I think just him traveling, being around – because they said he was full on practicing at a certain point. So, like, he was into it. But nothing can, you know, replicate game experience. But the fact that he was, you know, saw how to approach being a professional every day, you know, from Kevon Looney – and Draymond and, and Iguodala and, uh, you know, Porter, guys like that. Watch, you know, guys with championship pedigree. I think that is going to be a valuable experience. He just has to get on the floor and stay on the floor. Uh, that's the thing for them. I forgot about him. Kaminga is going to be nice. Moody. They got some young boys that are going to have to step up. I think Iggy is probably going to uh, transition over to that coach, to the assistant coach boy that mm-hmm. Atkinson, Mike Brown leaves. I think he'll slide mm-hmm. over uh, a seat and just, you know, step right in that retirement mode like Barbosa did. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I heard you bring up Boston um, a few minutes ago. Let's go to their side of this now. Right. Because, you know, my Boston hater side, I'm being honest, I don't know how replicable what they did this playoff run was. I so, don't think it is. That's like I thought, I thought, you know, I, I'm trying to, like, I'm, Putting my Boston hate aside, I'm trying to be as fair as possible. I don't know if they're the favorite coming back next year. It's they can't they can't play like that. I think the jig is up. I think teams have now scouted Jalen Brown's weaknesses. They scouted that they really can't set up offense without a point guard. They really rely on the three ball, and they had a great run shooting the three, but uh, 
what happened this game? Ice cold, got closed out, lost three. St- I mean, like I said, man, eventually the three ball stops falling, bro, and you gotta be able to get your game off in the in the mid range. Uh, I don't know the the I don't know where Otto had, but Otto kept telling y'all about Jason Tatum and that lack of a <laughs> mid range shot. And uh, if you can't get in the mid range, if it's three ball and driving to the rim when they pack the paint, your three balls off, it, it gets bad. And you, and you don't have a counter if you can't hit that mid-range. So um, the South, it's very hard to replicate what they did, too, because they did it with a short rotation. That's that's um, what my question was. They 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 were winning, but they never, like, they haven't had any bench help consistently since, like, round two. If you think look at it all, totally, they have guys who have a spurt here and there, but consistent bench help, like, especially this series, late and last, gets nothing. Like, Derek White, one for six. Pritchard 0 for 2, Grant Williams, well, that was their bench tonight, 1 for 2. Five points, uh, White was minus 26, Pritchard minus 20, Grant Williams 18. Anybody they put in, it was just a disaster on the bench of the eight-man eight rotation. They got to mm-hmm. find a way to shore that up. Um, you know, hopefully Derek White takes a step forward, Pritchard maybe takes a step forward, but they got to find a way to add a guy. What I was also going to say is uh, the Warriors suddenly become that place where that aging vet who's gotten his money, Wants to win now. I'll take an MLE here. I'll take the minimum here. You know what I mean? So that's yep. the other thing with the Warriors. I wonder, you know, somebody thinks that Boston's close. Can Boston pull off that same thing? I don't think Boston could pull off that same thing because I don't think they're that close necessarily. Um, and I don't think they play a, I don't think they play a certain style that's cohesive to vets on vet means in terms of, you know, asking them to be specialists. I think Boston actually needs guys to do multiple things for them because they don't have that point guard. They need the versatility on both ends, um, especially because um, especially on defense because um, you know they don't have the the real size. I mean, Rob Williams was freak of of nature physically and great at the five spot, but um, you know he how healthy can he stay? It's, that's been a question mark for him for a while now. Um, so you know the size on the inside for their bigs. Is uh is definitely something that, you know, that's that's kind of a concern for for them, but like I said, they they need guys who are multi-dimensional because of the fact that they lack that point guard to set them up on offense, and you know it's 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 gonna be hard for them to get guys like that on the vet men because those vet men vets they're trying to play specific roles, you know what I mean they're not coming in to try and you know be able to run the offense, beat guys off the bounce, hit a mid range then be able to go go through screens and hedge and show. You know what I mean? They're not trying to do everything, right? They're trying to just be asked to do a couple of things when they come in. So right. I don't think Boston can, is going to be an attractive destination because of their play style and because of the fact that they don't, have, they don't have a guy who can set guys up, make it easy on them. Curry, playing off Curry is easy. You know, playing off LeBron is easy as a vet. You just have to, you know, catch and shoot or be, you know, beat guys off the uh, closeouts. You know what I mean? Playing off even 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 with the Nets, because with the way the Nets run their offense, you know, playing in the Nets system is easy for vets, you know what I mean? Because their offensive scheme and flow, uh, trying to mimic what MDA kind of does, even though Nash doesn't do a great job of it. But, you know, it, it's easier to play as a vet on those type of teams than I think a team like the Celtics. Yeah, do you like – another thing is they really found, like, lightning in the bottom with Horford. I, I, do you think he can mimic this year, another year at age 35, 36? That's the other thing. 
he makes a lot of money too. That was the other thing. Do you think Horford can mimic this again? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Horford, you know, he 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 got that contract because this is what they thought he would be, right? Uh, this is what he was expected to be with Philly. They never was that, but he ended up being that with Boston. So um, he's the type of guy, like you said, he's he makes he makes more than the he's he's the type of guy who's going to be worth more than the standard vet man because of his skill set. You know what I mean, like those are the type of guys Boston has to attract. I don't have the I don't think they have the cap space to do that right now. But that's the type of guys Boston has to attract. Those versatile, uh, mid to uh, mid to uh, below average cap guys in terms of cap cap space or cap hits, um, because vet men guys is just not they're not gonna they're not good enough for them because their stars aren't that versatile offensively. You know what I mean? It's just it's hard for those guys to vet men guys to come on their team. So they're gonna need the Horfers. They're gonna need the um, they tried with Dan Schroeder didn't work out, but they're gonna need. The shooters, the Eric Gordons, you know what I mean? Like those type of players who are going to come in and be able to do multiple things for them on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and I think, uh, and to your point, and, you know, I think you made this great point, like like all the jokes and people were getting off, Tatum and Brown are still really young. Like this, yeah, was, this was a learning, this was, you know, before they had already made some long playoff runs. They finally broke through young. But at their age, guys are typically not winning championships. Like LeBron. Of course. Jordan twenty seven, you know Giannis twenty six. So like they're 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 still on schedule. Which leads to my next question. Um, you just talked about how tempered it's going to be, you know, to the add that roster. Do you explore breaking up the Jays, or does something really have to knock your socks off to to think about doing that? Gotta be a knock your socks off type of offer, but I mean you're not gonna get that. So uh, right. So so my question, like, so my, I'm just throwing this out there. So if you get like a like a Shay Gilgis for JB offer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you right. consider a pick swap? Do you consider something like that? Like, that's that's a, you know, quote-unquote star for star swap, like something like that? I mean, even with the SGA for JB, it's kind of like, you know, you're trading size at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're hoping yeah. that you can make make up the gap in playmaking, right? So, um yeah, I mean that's a that's a trade that you could explore, like you said, star for star. Maybe you know SGA skill sets as a guard will help you over the hump a little bit on that side of the, on that with that aspect, and you sacrifice a little bit of defense where you can maybe you know try and sign a three and D guy to put in that spot to play as be as more specialist. Like that's a, probably a trade that you could if it happened right, you could explore. Um, but really, it's, it's it's just tough. I mean, you know, you're not going to get Brandon Ingram from J for uh, you know what I mean for Brown, so it's like, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, I've always been like, people have been putting out that break up the Jays thing. I was like, man, you win with wings in today's NBA, man. Versatile wings, you don't want to break those guys up. But I honestly like all like Boston hater side. I really feel like this was kind of a peak for those guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as, but you know, we'll see. Obviously, you know, I think Doak is a great young coach. I think this is a learning experience for him as well, and I think, man, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch the East next year, man. A lot of wild card teams, like we don't know what Philly's going to look like. Uh, you heard about the guys they're shopping. We don't know what Brooklyn's going to do or what they look like with Ben Simmons in the mix. You know, we don't know how anything's going to look. The East is really a wild card. I I I, I agree with you. You got to know that 
you know, Milwaukee's got to do something. I don't think they go stand pat with that same roster next year. Like, you saw the holes against Boston. You know, it's only so much Giannis can cover. Yeah, I mean, mean, absolutely. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I, how how do I? Go ahead, baby. Get it off. Go ahead. Get it off. (laughs) It's, it's, it's hard with the, with the East because, um, the Nets can ease. I mean, as bad as the Nets played, they have so many assets. Like, they could easily work work things off in the offseason, and they're right back there. I mean, how 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 much better can the Bucks actually get? They have to manu- they have to go through a lot of hoops. Like I said, it's going to be tough for the Celtics to get a point guard. Um, God knows what Harden's going to be next season. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's and then. If the Heat get Donovan Mitchell, I mean, who knows? I mean, that that could be it. You know what I mean? That 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 the Heat and Donovan Mitchell is a very interesting concept to me, um, especially because they can give they can get him without I think giving up much to their identity. I mean, getting rid of Hero, Robinson, Picks, and other cat filler for Donovan and playing a a, a lineup of Donnie, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy, Bam, you know, and another floor spacing for I mean, that's great. You know, I mean, PJ. If PJ still stays, that's a great. That's a great lineup. You know I mean, also was, shout out to Tony Jones. I I, I want to add to what you're saying, Kings. If Atlanta can swing that trade for Rudy, which gets Rudy Gobert, and then Rudy, yeah, was, yeah, Rudy. You know what I mean? Like that, and that was from like Tony Jones is tapped in with the Jazz. So the fact you put that out there, let's you know there's serious traction on the Rudy Gobert. Yeah, the, I mean, depending the, where the, he, the, depending where he is, I think that that's gonna matter. Yeah, the Hawks got John Collins. They got um, Gallinari for like you know they have the contracts and the and the young players plus the picks that they could give up. I mean, I I, I mean obviously I think they'll keep Collins and just give up Capella in that deal and, and uh, Capella Gallinari and the uh, picks. I mean, if you can come up with a lineup of Collins, Rudy, Hunter, and uh, Trey and uh, Bogey, I mean that's a that's a very good. Starting five, man. Very. I think. Start. I think. I think Utah wants the youth. I think they will want Collins. They want what? They, they want I Collins. They, yeah, I think they want the youth. They will want Collins. But yeah. I, I mean, that, I mean, that's that makes sense. I mean, even if you had to give up Collins, you know, give up Collins and uh, Capella both in that deal, um, to to get it. I mean, even still with just with a uh, with Hunter Gout with Hunter uh Bogey, um, Trey Rudy. I mean, you just get a stretch four or a power wing at that point. I mean, you're cooking. So, yeah, there. I mean, hey, there it is. We got a lot of callers. Uh, we'll get y'all in here. Let us know, man. Talk about tonight, NBA Finals, anything we spoke on, man. You know, Steph's legacy, all that. Let's get it done. Let's make it pop, man. Let's make it pop, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Finish uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You guys can hear me? <laughs> My guy, man. My guy. What's popping? Oh man, I'm 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 so happy, man. I I I lost it when Steph started crying. I think I, I shed a few tears, and uh, man, I've I've been I've been I've been siding with Maples the whole year. I sort of felt that the front office was sort of letting an opportunity pass by by not maximizing the older core, but just to see that they've even managed to achieve it. Uh, with keeping Wiseman, Poole, uh, Moody, Kuminga, um, I, 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 I think we're going back to back. I can say it right now. 
I think we're going back to back. First off, thank you, Dennis. Uh, take it easy on me tonight, man. Uh, you got me kind of good the other, <laughs> the other night uh, with the wig with the wig and stuff. But yeah, King said you guys are are the favorite going into the next season. In your opinion, uh, me and Kings both feel the same way about the uh, Clippers. <laughs> They ever get healthy, they'd be the favorite, but we just don't know what to expect from Kawhi, man. King said it best. He was like, he was like Bigfoot right now, you know, as far as seeing him healthy for a whole year. And and and, and how good was Draymond? I remember uh, after his worst game of the year, game three, uh, McCollum told him he'd pick the Celtics, and Draymond responded and told him that yeah, they'll just be ringless like you, and he's just unbelievable, like. A game like today is why every single time us Warriors fans get off the Draymond train, he just lures us back in. I I don't even I'm, 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 I'm over the moon. I'm sorry. I don't have any questions, but I'm just so happy. Yeah, man. That's what we're here for, man. Get your agenda off, man. We we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Draymond. Like we me said earlier, vintage Draymond game tonight, man. Special on both ends. Uh, in a lot of Celtics head as the series went on. I think. You know, the experience of the Warriors really shone through, you know, really shined through the last three, you know, three games. Just a lot of, you know, young heirs from the Celtics, the Warriors championship pedigree. They just were solid, the more solid team. And the Celtics just crumbled to me, in my opinion, you know, as the series went on. The Warriors broke them. Yeah, you guys have an awesome offseason. Hopefully you keep your end of the bargain. I need one more Steph LeBron series next year. Man, that would be great. Boy, you know I need that one, man. I I told I declared war on all Steph stands. I right after the finals was over, so I need that one. Friend did a pod. B Killer was popping, my boy. Yo, what's up, Jay? What's up, Kings? Congratulations to you guys yeah. both. Uh, not because either of your teams won, but because you guys had another successful season. Uh, with Temple of Hoop. And I'm always listening to you guys. Kings, Kings, congratulations. Your Wiggins Agenda won. Maples, Maples, congratulations to the both of us because Boston lost. And man, listen, listen, I was praying for it. But I was I was hitting you I was hitting you guys in group chats every single time and I was like, all right, I got I got Heat and Seven. Or I got whoever whoever's playing against Boston, I'm picking them. And then this finals, I was like, I'm not picking anybody. I just I'm not gonna jinx myself. I'm just glad Boston lost. I think it was a. I, I didn't hear you guys talk about it because um, you guys were talking about some of the other teams, but it, it felt like this season had a lot of standout performances, like in the playoffs, like all throughout the playoffs. Did you guys feel like there was a lot of that, like a lot of like you know, like you got the you got the John Morant 47 point game, then you got like uh, Anthony Edwards debut. He put up like 36 Kings. I know you were watching that game. Like all these, like you know, it, yeah. it 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 reminded me honestly. Remember towards the end of the, you know, the Kobe era that 2010, 2011, we were seeing yeah with Rose and all them. Yeah, exactly. Here comes Rose. Here comes Westbrook. You know what I mean? We yeah. See, I think I got I got kind of that same feel. Like the time isn't now, but you can definitely see it for those guys in the field. Like it's going to be their league. Yeah, that's, that's the feel I got. I, I, you know what? Um, I, I got to say, like, even I mean, obviously I want to see the Lakers win a championship again, but it's just like 
I can't say that the playoffs haven't been entertaining. Like a lot of these young cats that are like playing in the in the league and that are like stepping up in the playoffs and stuff like like Luca having the game seven, Jalen Brunson having a huge series, like three games against the Jazz before Luca even came back. Like it's I feel like the league's going in a good direction, man, with a, with a lot of these young guys just kind of not being afraid of the moment at times. Yeah, I agree. Like the and the bigger thing for the playoffs for me is like it always affects the team building for the next season. And I think the main takeaway for me, King, I'll get your opinion on this, King, is like we're moving away from the specialist era. Like you can't just do one thing on a basketball court anymore. Like you'll get schemed off a playoff floor in like five seconds. And I think that's the bigger takeaway for me. This playoffs, like this was like a big, a big show for that point. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure I, I'll say that because I, I think – um, you know, as, as you know, the the Memphis did with Adams. You know, Adams is a rebounding screener specialist. Um, you know, we did with the with uh, the Wolves. We played, you know, uh, hustle. We played a lot of hustle wings in terms of. Uh, I think uh, it was. Uh, I think it was Jaden. Jaden being one of them, and then Vando. Vando, another. Um, I think also too when you get with when you look at the. Uh, you know the uh, the the Mavericks, for example, they play. You know they play specialists for their team, um, and then obviously the Heat had specialists. So I I, I don't think the specialist is really concerned because the the Suns hadn't really no specialists and they they flamed out. Like they're the, they're the team that had like the depth. Every guy can do multiple things, and they got whooped. I think what this but I'll say this: maybe not specialists, but guys who can't defend definitely. Yeah, that 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 yeah. That, that's the key. I think all this I think all this playoff showed is once again defense and rebounding wins in basketball. Like that's been the constant throughout our whole time watching hoop and there are people who kept trying to write defense off, saying it's overrated, shooting more valuable, this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, what happened? All those shooters, they got benched and all the and all the guys who can't shoot but can defend, they got minutes. Why? Because in the playoffs, you need stops and you need to get rebounds. Like that's bottom line because guys are gonna miss. And when you have stars, you rely on the stars to generate the offense. And, you know, because more half courts, more slow down, and you get that you get your defensive guys to get stops. If you can't defend, you're gonna be a liability in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what you how good you can shoot. Like that's always been the reality. So you know, this I don't playoffs know made this this playoffs made Duncan Robinson contract filler, man. Right, like, like I don't know why guys kept keep trying to push this thing with defense not having value and, and, and with shooting. Like I just don't get it because every single year you get shown that defense wins ships. Yeah, I, I I agree with I agree with both of you guys, man. That's that's all I had. I just want to congratulate you guys again on another successful season, and you know uh, I'll, I'll see you guys on the timeline. All right, have a good one, V. Landon was popping. What's up, guys? We can't call it. You got it. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? I um tonight was like uh uh tonight was like a crusade. It was like no, this whole playoff series was like true evangelism, man. I was a huge Steph Curry hater, right? And it wasn't really about Steph. It was more about the conversation around Steph, right? At one point, the discussion around Steph was was like how they talked about like you know white players back in the day like they almost like infantilized him they talked about him 
like being so small and anybody could be Steph. And just I just hated the discussion around Steph, so I kind of shunned him. And I, I looked at him with like like a, a somewhat of a stereotypical way, but his toughness, his leadership, his mental fortitude, man, and his and his level of defensive play. When I tell you I was moved, I was moved this series, man. I I, I really I really was annoyed with like the whole conversation around Steph and it kind of blurred me to appreciate his greatness, but I'm happy that I made it to this point to to really appreciate tonight, man. Because it sucks to not take like real like basketball legends, like not appreciate them in real time. And I really appreciated Steph, man. Amazing tonight, man. I love basketball, yo. Love it. That's, that's 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 big of you to admit. A lot of people are stingy and, and kind of stubborn with with their narrative. So shout out to you for admitting that. Yeah, man. I think the biggest thing I noticed, uh, Kings, for you have been there. I thought Steph putting on like, the last couple years was big for him. Just let him be a lot more. And I think that showed itself in the in the in the playoffs. He was just able to take on much more pounding during the game and not expecting this. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, I think for me, it's at the end of the day, the long game for Steph, the long game for the front office. Um, the front office believed in, you know, making sure you can supplement the older guys with younger guys. And then they also believed, and then Steph also believed that he needed to be more durable physically. Like, you know, I mean, he needed to be to be able to withstand the bumps and bruises so he could be the number one for the team, team at an older age. So they played the long game and they won. Also, I even though I've converted on Steph, um, Andrew Wiggins had a good series, but that's all I have to say. I'm 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 not I'm not trying to hear the people that are in my ear preaching about Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins had a good series. That's it. I'm not taking it any farther. I don't know why. Like Andrew Wiggins is the chosen guy that like everyone has decided is like redeemable because despite his good play. Andrew Wiggins has a set, like in essence, he's underachieved his entire career. But it's I feel like people like want him to succeed or want to say nice things about him. He had a wonderful series. He was the second best player in this series, without a doubt. But that's it. He had a great series. He had a great, great series. Well, look, for sure. look, all I say is, how many guys in the NBA can be the second best player on a champion? Think about. It. I mean, you got to defend, you got to be athletic, you got to have, an, you got to, to be the second best player on the champion, you have to have an elite trait about your game. And for him, it was his defense, in my opinion. And then he just, athleticism showed on offense, finishing at the rim. I think that stuff showed on offense. But, you know, I think, and I've been a Wiggins, like, I thought he didn't care about who. Like, he was just so nonchalant about basketball on the outside. But, Man, when Jimmy Butler gave him the co-sign, I mean, he was going to listen. <laughs> hey, man, you got, you got to slow down with that that, that wig, anti-wig and stuff, man. We're we not doing that. We don't do that on Temple of Hoop. This is pro-Andrew <laughs> Wiggins only. It's a pro-Andrew Wiggins face. Second best player on the championship team title run. I'm gonna vomit, bro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Validated. That's all I have to say. Validated. Yeah, um, yeah. Wiggins was impressive. I think that just like, man, I, I, I really do think this is one of the most like 
impressive, like, like just this revitalizations of a franchise, man. Because this franchise didn't go down like the Spurs took dips because of simply like they kind of were like off and on and they were missing things in their roster. These guys, like traumatic injuries, took these guys out. And they said, we're healthy again, and we're right back on top, bro. This this dynasty is going to be remembered for a long time. These guys are special, man. Yeah, and I, 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 I just hope we don't resort to, like, where the discussion tomorrow, or just from certain entities, entities I expected, the people that I ignore, the Skip Baylesses, they're going to have dumb conversations. But from people in the media who I respect, like Bomani Jones and people like that, I hope it doesn't divulge into why is Jason Tatum doing a bad Kobe impression? I wanted to continue with Steph Curry is like a one of one, you know, like a real one of one that we're, we're never going to see again. Oh, man. All good, bro. You said it. Yeah, man. It. Oh, uh, lastly, I just want to tell you guys, I've listened to the show from episode, I think it was episode one, because I remember you were having different guests and then Kings came on and the chemistry was amazing. And then, it just kept on going, but I've been listening from I think the beginning, and I've loved every single episode. You guys don't, you guys aren't yelling, screaming, going crazy. It's just good, honest hoop talk, and it's entertaining still. And I, I just want to tell you, we all the people that listen, we appreciate you guys, man. You guys are awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's all good. The yellow won't start unless we do. The yellow won't start unless we do a football pod. That's when you know we just won't care and start yelling. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I keep my football to myself, man. That's too emotional. I can't. I, I keep that to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not rational for me. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you guys, man. That's love, man. We appreciate the love, man. Let me see. Going from the top down, man. It's going from the top down. Hello, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? What's up? What's up, fellas? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Man, man, oh man. Uh, I'll say what a series. It was a good series. I missed game. What was it three? I had work. But I watched like the highlights after. But yeah, this is crazy. I got a, cu- I guess I got a couple questions. Really, I want to talk about th- just the series first. I guess Steph really, because like, not to say I was doubting the Warriors. Obviously, I felt like this was a year where like, like for me, Warriors and Celtics was a coin flip. I had Celtics and six, but I could see it going either way for sure. But like, I just thought that with Celtics had with the switchability on defense, their bigs. I'm thinking, okay, they they got that advantage. Well. Steph just had to be Steph because I think that one game what was a game four was really the difference because I think if Celtics win that game, they probably have they feeling good. They're up three one. They probably go back to was it Golden State lose that one, but probably have confidence going into game six. Steph literally had one of those all time performances that usually those players have in those final moments and literally made the series two two. And then that probably flipped the momentum for him. So. Uh, I guess my question is, where do y'all really kind of have rank? Because, like, I do all-time list. What? What happened? Here, somebody asked a question. Well, yeah, I was about to, I was about to ask, because, like, where where do you rank them? Because for me personally, I've been doing, like, all-time rankings since I think, like, when the COVID started. Like, really, when COVID, like, when we were really paused and, like, the bubble. And so last year, I had Steph at, I'm looking right now, 15. And now I have different tiers, but he's at 15. So... He's probably going to move up probably at least, I would say, four or five spots. I mean, off rip, 
So I mean, just where where y'all have met? That's what I would like to know. Cause Ooh, it, I, this this is like a a really in-depth podcast. I'm not gonna go super deep. I don't want to kill all the time. We got hell of people. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it quick because I know y'all. Y'all got a lot of people, but yeah. Depending how I feel, he's like somewhere between on a high day, like seven, on a low day, ten. But he's firmly in my top ten. That's seven to ten range for me. So that's, that's where fair. He is. That's fair. What about you, Kings? If you if you, got, if you if you got you got any feedback on it. He in my top ten. I don't know where he at. I have to. <laughs> I'm not gonna do top ten talk today. That's too much. It's too much, man. Come on, hey, re- come on. We need to be respectful, fellas. We need to be respectful. <laughs> hey, listen. I will say this. I still got. I will still have your your boy Hakeem over him for sure. I still. I still am a big Hakeem believer. Um, but what was I gonna say? He helped the Wiggins agenda. That's all I gotta say. You gotta give him some props, man. He helped the Wiggins agenda, bro. He in the top oh, 10, yeah, man. Right, 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 right now, King just like Thanos, man. I've won, but at what cost, man? Yeah, man. I think that I think that's all I got for y'all. But I mean, yeah. Hopefully, y'all keep doing this these these live these live pods, man. I, it's good always talking to y'all, hearing y'all talk to other people for sure. It's good yeah, to have a conversation. We all we, we always we always want to give back, man, or give back. especially since the draft next week. We already listen. We only gonna have like a week. Of off season, we draft next week, and summer league in like a couple weeks. So it's it's, it's literally like a, almost a year round thing. So we, we gonna make it. We, we ain't going year round. We gonna make it shake. You don't have a. We gonna oh have yeah, a of course not. Yeah. Gotta have an off season, but yeah, for sure. Appreciate it, fellas. Oh yeah, bro. These people know, man. Blue blue eye ain't paying that good. <laughs> <laughs> Hell nah. <laughs> Here we go. My boy Jordan. What's good, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey, you can't I, I know you jaded right now. You feel like this? You was supposed to go back to back this year, man. What's popping? I know you. you <laughs> What's going on, bro? Uh, first thing I was gonna say is, if Chris was healthy, this would have been us winning the title. But that's here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I, I wanted to ask you guys because when I popped in, you guys were talking about you know what Boston can do to improve, and one thing that was talked about last summer and there was a lot of rumors going around was how much Brad Stevens loved Dame Lillard. And I think with like Dame coming off injury and I wanted to hear your guys' opinion, do you think that's a possibility like a Jalen for Dame type swap? And do you think that benefits Boston? Cause I mean, let's be, let's be honest. They could not take care of the basketball for shit, all playoffs, but their defense helped them through those times. Uh, but it, unfortunately the only healthy team they played, it all went haywire for him. So do you think a move like that is A, possible, and B, does it help them? Okay. I think – go, go ahead, kid. Go ahead, go ahead, kid. I think it helps them if Rob Williams stays healthy. I think that's actually a trade that does probably make them better because, you know, Dame's going to be more uh, better offense. And like you said, he's a point guard. He's going to set guys up. He's going to be able to use his three-point threat, be able to shoot off the bounce, and then be also be able to create for others and take pressure off Jason Tatum and make Jason Tatum be, you know, more of a – a weapon on offense as opposed to being a focal point uh, in terms of setting running offensive sets. And then it also allows Marcus Smart too to exert more energy defensively, not have to create as much offensively. And because those guys are so good on defense and they also shoot well on offense, they can also take make they don't have to you know Dane doesn't have to worry as much scoring wise. You know what I mean? Now he can actually try to focus on defense. I think it's a good trade for both parties. I'm not sure if Portland wants to go that direction though. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that that that's the other thing. You got to figure out what point. I think that would have to require a lot of draft compensation to make that work from Boston's end to give up a player of, of that caliber. Also, you do that, you shorten your window for Boston, but it just all depends if you just really believe that much in Dame and Udoka and the surrounding pieces. So that's things that need to be evaluated going for that trade. But and I say this as a little Dame Lillard fan. I like my favorite players are. B.I., Kawhi, Steph, and then Dave was right after Steph. You know, defense matters in the playoffs, man. <laughs> and I love Dave, but he just has not been interested on that end of the floor in about three years at least. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, like, if there's one position I'm willing to give up defense on, it's point guard. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's also a good point. That's and and that's why I said that if the if Rob Williams is healthy, that's a that's a fine trade because you know the centers, the athletic centers like that can hide the guards. Yeah, because I mean Boston, they have elite defense like Marcus Smart, even Derek White's a great defender. Obviously, Jalen Brown and J- Jason Tatum on the wings are great defenders. But at the end of the day, like Jalen Brown can't dribble, so he should never be like setting anybody up, dude. He, he had so many boneheaded turnovers, dude, like just kicking the ball off his knee. Like, you just can't do that. And then Jason Tatum, it's like he's better if there's sets being ran for him, in my opinion. So yeah. Yeah. taking him off the ball a little bit, I think, would only benefit him because while he is a good playmaker, like, that's not his forte, you know what I mean? Like, he needs to be a scorer. And I thought that really disrupted them because, you know, he was literally the only guy that could handle the ball against against Golden State. So, like, they had to have him doing that, and it really took away from what he does best. I agree. I, I mean, that's the thing about, you know, playoff team. Playoffs are going to expose your warts at the end of the day, man, and I think that one got exposed big time in the finals. The Warriors definitely, you know, at that pressure point. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I just want to say congratulations to you, too. Keep doing your thing, man. Jason, I tell you every time I talk to you, man, you, you be killing it. I'm very proud of you. Before I go, though, I do want to ask you guys, and I'll, I'll take it off there. Uh, <clears throat> Kings, you were saying that, you know, Milwaukee is a little bit hand handcuffed as what they can do in the offseason. I, I really think that there's a lot of options that are available for them. And, uh, you know, one of the things that really that they need to do, and it's addition by subtraction, is just getting rid of Grayson Allen. And he does have a, a pretty friendly contract, but they're probably going to have to give up some draft compensation. So my question to you guys is, do you do that to get off Grayson Allen, or do you keep the 26th pick or 24th pick and make a decision? Love y'all. Have a good night. Uh, I think Boston's in win now mode, so if you can find a guy that's going to, you know, play both ends of the floor, I think you go for it. I think if you're Milwaukee, I think you need to find a way to get Eric Gordon. Oh, Eric or Eric? Eric. From from the from the Rockets, they said they, want, they said they want a first round pick. He's got to make the money match. Yeah, so exactly. So you know that solves your Grayson Allen problem right there, right? Um, first round pick, Grayson Allen, salary filler. Get Eric Gordon. You run a lineup: Drew Holiday, Eric Gordon, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Bro, uh, Brolo, Bobby off the bench, Connaughton off the bench. That's that, that's money. Yeah, they, I think they need to add an athlete to that. They, they were lacking the athleticism outside of Giannis, in my opinion. So, but I like I like that I like with your your I like your roster you just put together. I just they need one athlete in there. 
about the the lack of athleticism showed against the Celtics. They just were like the slow. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I think they can take a chance on a young lad, but I think it would have to be on like a vet man. Yep, yep, yep. Twan, the real life homie over here, man. Five one zero, Coach Twan. Nichols. Just a real life homie, Twan. What's going on, my boy? Man, chilling. Forgive me, y'all. Y'all gonna hear some crying in the background. We trying to put the baby to sleep right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I appreciate y'all. So, had, okay, had to check in real quick. But um, just real quick. Um, one thing I want to say is, other than I appreciate the work y'all doing. Um, I'm curious y'all thoughts on the Warriors next year. Um, in addition to the starters, like I was thinking next year, if it's Poole, Payton, Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman coming off the bench, um, I'm curious um, the chances y'all think the Warriors got to run in their back. That is a tough young core, low key case. When you hear him say names like that, especially if Wiseman ends up being just. Just so, hey man, it's, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem, man. That that's a that's a that's a deep team, and like I said, if Wiseman is not a bust, people are in trouble. Yeah, I mean, Twan, you got it, you got it, man. You know, um, yeah, that's 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 tough. But I think the Warriors, their whole goal was to compete and then build a bridge to the next the next era, man. Those guys probably aren't as good because they got three Hall of Famers in, in Steph, Clay, and Dre. But with Kerr coaching, man, you know, those guys are going to be maximized in my opinion with that coaching staff. So, they're scary, man. They're scary. You got to, you got to, the Warriors going to be something to do. And they got another, you know, three-year, two, three-year window here, depending on how Steph continues to age. Um, I think if Chris Paul can age, you know, very well, I think Steph's you know, clearly a better player if he can age the same way, you know, with the same effect, I think they'll be fine, you know, going forward, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's Curry's going to be as good for as long as he wants to be. I mean, even in old age, you can take the Ray Allen role and be an effective guy. So, right, it, the Warriors are in the prime position right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested though the Dre extension. I wonder what that number is going to be. The who extension? Yeah, the Dre's up for an extension next year. I wonder what that number's going to be. Dre or Draymond? Yeah. Oh, he's not getting one. <laughs> Kubica, Kubica. <laughs> no, he's not getting one. That, 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 thank you for thank you for your service. <laughs> That's what they're going to tell him. They said the statue the statue will be here in four yep, years. The Three statue will be built. <laughs> All right, Twan, we appreciate you, bro. Did he there? Oh, finally. I've been wasting on the Man, shout out to you guys, Maples and, and Kings. 100 episode milestone is like a major, major stuff in this game. And I'm proud of you guys. I've been following the port from the very first episode and it's good to be here at this point. Man, congratulations to the Warriors. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm calling from Nigeria actually. It's like 6 a.m. right here. I've barely gotten any. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, Kings, my brother. It's like 6 a.m. right here. I've not gotten any sleep, but this is fun, man. This is fun to enjoy this. And I'm so proud of the team, man. They've been through a lot in the past three years, and a lot of things have been said, and it's good that they were able to get this 
this achievement it's very impressive man Chef Curry got this one out of the way and any people are still going to find ways to discredit him but that's not a big deal anymore I think he's he's well secure as a basketball player and it's like it's solidified right now so it's all good shout out to Clay too back to being yeah all right is is Nigeria is that is that mostly Warriors fans? Because every Nigeria we have all man, they, 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 they with the Warriors. Is that, is that the team out there? Yeah, currently, yeah. I mean, when 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 the run started, when the run started in 2015, a lot of people started watching basketball. I mean, it's difficult watching basketball in Nigeria because of the time zone. But when the run started in 2015, and Steph Curry and the Warriors like became this team. A lot of food I supporting, but it's mostly Nigerian Warriors and Lakers out here. Mostly, I'm gonna get. I think it's still mostly the Lakers because a lot of old heads from the country used to watch basketball, like in the early 2000s, Shaq and Kobe era. So, I think it's still the Lakers, but a lot of young people right now are, are with the Warriors in Nigeria. Yeah, young people's Warriors, OGs is Lakers, Shaq and Kobe, and then even before that with Magic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about Wiggins, man. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins, man. He, he literally like changed the course of his career by himself. Shout out to the organization for giving him a good situation to be able to play well and be a good basketball player. I mean, but he's worked for this man. He earned this by himself, like. This is impressive. Like he literally played one of the best one-on-one defense I've ever seen in the finals on season, and it swung like it's, it's moved the needle. Basically, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good things happened for the Warriors just off Wiggins being able to to stay on season on an island. And shout out to him, man. This is really impressive. And shout out to Jelly Cup too, man. The Warriors definitely had a plan of keeping this core together and also building the young guys alongside them. And it's really difficult to do, man. It's one of the most difficult things to do in basketball. You can't build and you can't try to win at the same time. It's really difficult. And they got it out of the way. And he's going to be talking a lot of cash, cash talk like in the coming weeks. And yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. So thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Mayfield's here. You can come. To your point, I didn't think they'd be able to do it. I thought the Warriors were kind of like saying whatever to the end of Steph's career by not trying to get more veteran help. But man, even system, they kind of come there. So, to your point, it is difficult. I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, like not many people saw this coming. I, I didn't even see it coming. Like basically more than half the fan base didn't see it coming too, but they believed in themselves, they believed in the group, they believed in the coaching. And they also added to the current like to the previous coaching staff. They basically improved their coaching staff and everybody got better and they put themselves in a good position coming into the new season. So shout out to them and that's that's like a model organization. Very impressive stuff from them from top to bottom. So thank you guys for for bringing me off here. It's, it's been fun. It's been a fun season, and I'm going to look forward to listening to you guys more. Shout out to you guys, Kings manager brother. Have a good one, bro. Too, bro. Windy out there. My boy, my boy is my boy is eating. <laughs> man, thank you, Kenny. Appreciate that, man. But we we got listeners tapping in from Nigeria in the morning, man. That's. That's love, man. Real talk. All jokes aside, that's dope as hell, man. This thing started on. We started on SoundCloud, bro. Man. 
Hey man, this is special, man. I this is re- this is really this is really dope to enjoy, man. Right. Hey, how everybody doing? How's everyone doing? Caleb, what's going on, man? Yeah. So this year, um, little little inside thing. So this year is like my first year coaching and first year like watching the games as a coach, and I definitely do have to say that that is a very scary, scary team that just won that championship in terms of just the metal and the attitude of the team. Even when, you know, Boston made that little counter run down to nine, if you saw their body language, it was like, I don't know. You ever see those animes or like the hero, the first time he gets whooped, like he throws his best shot, his best move, but the villain whoops him. Like that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like the Warriors, like they were completely unfazed the entire game. Uh, I was mad at Draymond for that behind the back pass cause on, on the fast break. I don't know if y'all remember that. I was like, you out of pocket. Like, we get it. We get it. You're winning, but you don't got to do all that because that kind of led to the run. It was that in the two GP2 fouls that let the um, the Celtics back in a little bit. But I must say from the inside of the Warriors organization is, so I'm a youth coach and I'm actually coaching with the Warriors this season. I must say, when they guys out here teaching kids five out passing and cutting, and when your organization starts from the bottom at that, the stuff that we teach these kids is the stuff that they're executing at the highest level. And that's what we're saying is that hoop don't change. <laughs> Good hoops don't change. And we teach, they're teaching kids. I'm teaching seven-year-olds help defense Monday through Thursday. Like, and you see all that stuff. And this really just like, this series just really showed the importance of fundamentals to me. Fundamental defense, fundamental passing, because good Lord, how many turnovers the Celtics had. I was like turning away. I couldn't watch, turning down the brightness on my laptop. I don't need to see this in HD. This is bad. But first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening and calling in, bro. I know you're off on hold for a minute, but we appreciate that. Secondly, uh, just want to give my kudos to you as a youth coach, man. You know, youth basketball is, is broken in so many ways. So, you know, the good ones that teach kids how to play the right way, I salute you. I coach the JUCO level, and we got to clean up so much by the time they get there. So we definitely appreciate you two guys at the at the young level getting these kids right. That's dope as hell. Um, I 100% agree. The fundamental, the Warriors' fundamentals were so much better. They took care of the ball more. They got better shots. Uh, they boxed out way better. Just everything fundamentally about fundamentally about basketball, they executed at a way higher level than Boston. I think that was the series, in my opinion. Go ahead, Kings. Man, the Warriors organization it starts with you know, like like I said, with courage, the philosophy, what they believe in as a front office, what they believe in as as a coaching staff, I mean, I think Coach Ricky G made the best point with the issue with the Lakers. They don't have a philosophy. You know what I mean? What was their philosophy? What was their identity? What did they believe in? And, you know, it kind of just was stars. You know what I mean? But on the on the basketball court, what does that entail? I think the Warriors have an identity from the front office to the coaching staff of what they want to be as a team. And each, you know, each aspect of it executes that at a high level when it comes to the front office, finding the right draft picks, the right draft fits, finding the right veterans to sign, uh, making the right trades for the right players. And if they make a mistake, like in their eyes, like a D-Lo or Uber, you know, not compounding it and trying to force it to work, but correcting it, right? 
you know, letting Ubre walk, obviously, because that was, you know, just the, that was used a TPE, so they didn't bother to retain him because they didn't feel they needed to. And then in the D-Lo situation, it's like, okay, he's not a good fit. Let's trade him over here to Minnesota. You know what I mean? So it's like they understand what they need for their team, what they want to do, and, you know, they go out and they execute from top to bottom. And so, yeah, I guess the question I'll end on is I think we're all in agreement that I guess the Warriors got to be the favorites for next year. I mean, I know the Clippers are reloading. However, like I said, similar to the thing is what is their identity really going to be besides, you know, Kawhi and PG? I mean, we've seen them win some series, but this team, this is like Draymond talked about. This is championship medal that you're talking about. That's not, you know, multi-time. Suns, like you said, Aiden's probably gone, so I don't know where the Suns are going to be at. I'm not moved really by the Mavs. I love Chris Wood. I love what he's developed into, but like I said, it's the Mavs really, you know, that really doesn't help their shot creation woes at all. So I think, you know, early, way too early thing, but I think the Warriors at least have a very good chance of coming out of the West next year. You guys in agreement with that, and that'll be it for me. I see, like, the thing you said, like, I see, like, if you watch the Clippers play, I like their philosophy. Like, they want to spread you yeah. out, get their, their school players downhill, surround you, like, just line, kill yeah. you, make you, pick your, make you pick your poison. Are you going to guard all this shooting? Are you going to give us, you know, layups at the basket? The thing is, they can't keep their two guys upright. So it's a talent disadvantage when it comes down to it. That's kind of their issue. They got to get Kawhi and PG healthy at the right time. I think that's the Warriors' biggest challenge right now. Um, obviously, I'll say this, with the, with the way LeBron played, this past season, they can get AD to get just close to where he was in 2020. Uh, the Lakers will have something to say about it, but at this point, we just got to like, we got to put them on a back burner until they show us, you know, it's been two years. Um, Denver, I don't know if Denver can defend well enough. Dallas uh, still got some work to do with the roster. Um, my pick to actually make a, a Suns like jump is New Orleans, really, man. They got to walk in 27 and 7 coming back. They finally got a, a lot of wing depth with Murphy. And, uh, and uh, Herb Jones, uh, I love Alvarado. Uh, B.I. really grew up this year. That's my pick to make a sense type jump. But, yeah, I'm probably going to, you know, pending a huge free agency move or trade, I'm probably going to pick the Warriors to come to come out the West again. I'm going to go ahead and pick my on-paper team. I'm picking the Clippers. Okay. Uh, my thing, I'm kidding, if, 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 if Kawhi, Kawhi – and PG gets to the playoffs healthy, I, I will probably be with. Yeah. with I'm, I can I can agree with that. <laughs> I think it's I think it's time. I think it's time for them for the investment to pay off. Yep. Uh, and I will say, Mavis, I love the BI agenda. I think a lot of what I'm going to show a lot of the campers this year is the difference between when you're trying to. Um, I think someone tweeted it's like it looks like Tatum he's trying to do too much bag work. When a lot of the moves, a simple, you know, two dribble pull up instead of going to the, trying to go to the turnaround or to the step back, too many trying to bump fade and step back and all of that stuff. He's a very skilled individual, but also like with shot selection, a lot of the stuff that he was getting was off balance, you know, leaning. Not that he can't make those shots, but especially, you know, in the type of the time. And that's the thing he's, you know, that's the thing is like, it's so funny, like, thinking about players being young because I'm not as old as Jason Tatum is. And it's like, oh, he's young. He'll figure it out. So that's so weird to say as a coach. But definitely <laughs> the youth definitely the youth show tonight. But definitely, like, what you talked about with B.I., 
is taken away is what I saw in his series, especially was like those strong moves. He's upright. He's landing two feet, jump stop into a jumper. He's, you know, staying on balance, even in his moves where he's drifting a little bit, the drift is still like, you know, still in control. So I think, you know, I, I want to see if Tatum can kind of shore up the bag, shore it up, make it a little bit more simple and see if that works for him for sure. But like I said, thank you. Love supporting this podcast. I said, I'm going to be supporting y'all in all of your endeavors. I swear by it. I put my friends onto it. So I'm really happy to see what you guys have coming in the future. Have a good night. Thank you. That's dope, Kayla. Appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, brother. That's that's a great last caller. I just want to say, I just I said it two years ago that Bi is the real Kobe disciple. God bless, Kegs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the jury's still out, man. The jury's Kobe still out. Shaq, is it Bi and Zion? Man, I, I need it. I need it. I need it. But I like, I just wouldn't it just be dope to just have one season where all the star players make it to the playoffs. That'd be a that would be special. Yeah, That's a lot of every star player to make it healthy and let them let the let the let the players decide, not injury. That would be so dope. Just one of them. I think we got we like I think we got a, a few of those in the last ten years, and those have been the best playoffs, man. Let the healthy teams get in there, fight it out, and let's see who's really real. But got to get LeBron upright, AD upright, Kawhi upright, PG upright, man, Zion upright. I think we're gonna get something special next year, man. Um not quite done with the show, guys. We got draft next week. Definitely gonna be fun. We are we are gonna get a draft expert on somebody to come in, holler us about these collections and some trades to come on. And then, man, you might not see us again until the fall, man. But we're gonna try to give y'all one or two more. Maybe if maybe a free agency. What do you think? One free agency, yeah. one after the first season. We'll do that. But you guys be safe. Thank you for tapping in, and we are out of here. Peace, y'all.